a documentary story to celebrate the life of Dr. Benjamin Qualls born May 10, 1900 or earlier in Elgin, South Carolina. Elgin is a town in Kershaw County, South Carolina, United States. It is located approximately 20 miles to the northeast of Columbia's center, the state's capital married Fannie Mae Gary had two children Benjamin Grover Qualls and Marilyn Yvonne Qualls. His first wife Fannie Mae Gary finished college at South Carolina State College worked as a school teacher in Jal Papa, South Carolina Elementary School and housewife died at a young age. 36. Lived at 413 Boundary Street, South Carolina attended Bethlehem Church. Dr. Qualls remarried to Ruby Slay who went to Benedict College, South Carolina State School was a school teacher and homemaker help in raising the two children that later finished their education at Benedict and South Carolina State College. Patients that didn't have money to pay Dr. Benjamin Qualls he would help treat their dental condition for a apple pie. Where Dr. Benjamin Qualls served in the World War I a honored veteran. A warning to listeners about comments and statements of that era. The records relate to the organization and policy of Negro Manpower a member of a dark-skinned group of peoples originally native to Africa south of the Sahara an adjective for relating to black people in the post-war army, specifically in connection to grouping Negro units with white units as organic parts of larger units, the employment of Negro manpower with special skills or qualifications, and stationing Negro units in localities or communities where attitudes were most favorable to such stationing. There is a memorandum on the use of Negro personnel and transportation corps units for which approval was given by the War Department to use only white personnel, and a recommendation of Major Frank Spear against such use of Negro troops. Spear believed that the Negro soldier was seldom capable of operating and handling a duck due to a lack of education, technical ability, and mechanical aptitude. A warning to listeners about comments and statements of that era. War Department's policy on the use of Negro manpower in wartime were established, and they remained virtually the same until amended in 1938. The creation of Negro National Guard units was the responsibility of the states, and most large American cities reserved National Guard units for Negroes. Between the World Wars, interaction of the Army with key Negro religious Organizations such as the African Methodist Episcopal, AME, Church on the Procurement of Negro Chaplains as well as the relationship between Negro clergymen, chaplains, and troops. Since the Black Power Movement of the 1960s, however, when the term Black was favored as the term to be expressed, Dr. Benjamin Qualls' hometown. History of Newberry, South Carolina in Pursuit of the Tree of Life, A History of the Early Jews of Columbia, South Carolina, and the Tree of Life Congregation. Belinda F. Gergland. Richard Gergel. The Tree of Life, 50 Years of Congregational Life at the Tree of Life Synagogue, Columbia, South Carolina Tree of Life Congregation. Helen Conhanig 1946. Hoopskirts and Huppas, A Chronicle of the Early Years. 
of the Garfunkel Traeger family in America, 1856 to 1920. Milton M. Gutzman. 1999. This house, built after 1900, was originally a two-story frame residence with a projecting bay and wraparound porch, a fire in 1989 destroyed the second story. Barrett Wiesenska, 1849-1932, a jeweler, bought the house in 1913. Wiesenska, a native of Poland, was a leader in Colombia's Jewish community and a founder of the Tree of Life Congregation. In 1938 Dr. John J. Starks, president of Benedict College, bought the house. Barrett Wiesenska, a Polish native, was a founder of Tree of Life Congregation. A jeweler by trade, Wiesenska served as the Tree of Life's first vice president, and as president in 1902. Strong leaders of this Jewish institution would support activist Jewish leaders, and contribute to the civil rights movement in Colombia. Rabbi Sidney Ballin was selected as Tree of Life's second rabbi in 1939, the Tree of Life's first resident rabbi since 1916. He served in that capacity until 1948, with absences due to World War II service. He saw that the Tree of Life congregation participated in efforts to battle racial Wiesenska Stark's house. Wiesenska Stark's house marker, looking west along Hampton Street for efforts. Like the 1937 student organization of the NAACP in conjunction with the anti-lynching law bill. Wiesenska Stark's House and Religious Discrimination in Colombia, in 1944. Rabbi Ballin attended a civil rights meeting of the Southern Regional Council at Benedict College. In 1948, Rev. James Hinton, head of Columbia NAACP, was invited to speak at the Tree of Life Congregation. This fit the national context at the time, where the Central Conference of American Rabbis CCAR issued a comprehensive statement Judaism and race relations in 1946 as served as an active voice for racial justice quieter low-key support for civil rights was the tone over the next few decades as many Jews in South Carolina due to the wide reported comments on their vulnerability in southern society by Jewish public official senator Solomon Blatt and bombings of synagogues in Atlanta, Charlotte, Jacksonville, Miami and other southern cities, were urged to caution. In contrast, on the national scene, 70 rabbis participated in the 1963 March on Washington with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The Union of American Hebrew Congregations, at now known as the Union for Reform Judaism URJ invited Dr. King to be the keynote speaker at the 1963 Act Convention over the protests of Mississippi Jewish leaders. In 1971, Three of Life Congregation's Rabbi Michael Oppenheimer returned the institution to public efforts in the battle for racial and religious discrimination in Colombia, Barrett Wiesenska picking up the banner that had been carried by Rabbi Ballin. The west end of Boundary Street is called Cannon Town and is a traditionally African-American neighborhood. Stay on Boundary Street and return to historic downtown Newberry. Newberry College. In 1966, 
Nancy Lou Anderson became the first African American to attend St. Monica's Episcopal Church. St. Luke's Episcopal Church established a mission called St. Luke the Physician, which operated a school for African American children. Newberry's oldest African American community, Graveltown, was laid out after the war between the states along the South Fork of Scotts Creek off of Caldwell and Drayton Streets. It takes its name from its proximity to a granite quarry. Just before you cross the railroad tracks on the right is the site of Hoge School. Founded in 1867 by the Freedmen's Bureau, it was named for Samuel Hoge who was a congressman during the Reconstruction era. After the railroad tracks on the left, at 600 Caldwell, is an early 20th century house which was operated by Rosalie Lessing as a tourist home. At 500 Caldwell Street stands Miller Chapel Aim Church. Founded in 1869, it is one of the oldest African-American churches in the county. On the right at the corner of Gray Street is Mount Zion Baptist Church. Founded in 1896, the present church was built in 1968. This was the residence of George W. Singleton who operated Singleton's Drug Store at 1109 McKibben Street, at the time it was Nance Street. On the left, a park marks the site of the People's Hospital, 1719 Vincent Street. Dr. Grant established the hospital when he came to Newberry in 1929. It served the African-American community until about 1950, when Newberry County Memorial Hospital began treating everyone. Gallman High School Completed in 1954, this school was built during the separate but equal era. It was named for Ulysses S. Gallman, Sr., who was a black educator and supervisor for the Jeans Fund, Southern Education Fund for 44 years. After integration Gallman School served as a middle school and later as an elementary school. The new Gallman Elementary School is located on Hawkins Road. As McSwain Street curves around the school it becomes Brantley Street. Stay on this street and turn left on Drayton Street. Drayton Street School which served as the high school for the African American community from 1921 to 1954. It continued to serve as a middle school and elementary school until the 1960s. The building that still stands was the gymnasium which was built in 1947. Dr. Benjamin Qualls attended school at Benedict College in Columbia, South Carolina. Founded in 1870 by Rhode Island native Mrs. Bathsheba Benedict. Benedict College was an 80-acre plantation when purchased as the Benedict Institute. The investors Mrs. Benedict and the Baptist Home Mission. Long-term goal was to educate emancipated African Americans and produce citizens' powers for good in society. Nearly 139 years later, Benedict College has been one of the fastest-growing of 39 United Negro College Fund schools of the 20 independent colleges in South Carolina, Benedict has the largest undergraduate student body and is the second largest overall. The college has students enrolled from every county in South Carolina. More than 2,800 students currently study at the 
school and is distinguished by its continued commitment to facilitate the empowerment, enhancement, and full participation of African Americans in a global society. Dr. John Jacob Starks, 1876-1944, the first black president of Benedict College, lived here from 1938 until his death. Starks was president of Seneca Institute 1899-1912, Morris College 1912-1930, and Benedict College 1930-1944. After World War II this house served as the nurse's home for good. Samaritan Waverly Hospital, created by merger in 1939. It was later a private residence once more. By the time Dr. J.J. Starks became Benedict College's first black president in 1930, its curriculum included primary and secondary courses, college-level liberal arts courses, and courses in theology, nursing, and teaching. This curriculum was streamlined in the 1930s too emphasized the liberal arts and theology. Benedict College was also a significant center for civil rights activities in Columbia from the 1930s through the 1960s. Dr. Benjamin Qualls also went to school at Mayhari Medical College. History about Mayhari Medical College Located in Nashville, Tennessee, Mayhari Medical College is one of the nation's oldest and largest historically black academic health science centers dedicated to educating physicians, dentists, researchers, and health policy experts. Founded in 1876 as the Medical Department of Central Tennessee College, May Harry was the first medical school in the South for African Americans. It was chartered separately in 1915. Today, Mayhari includes a medical school, dental school, and a graduate school, and is home to the Robert Wood Johnson Center for Health Policy at Mayhari. The degrees include Doctor of Medicine, MD, Doctor of Dental Surgery, DDS, Master of Science in Public Health, MSPH, Master of Science, MS, and Doctor of Philosophy, PhD, degrees. May Harry is a United Methodist Church affiliated institution. A 2010 study published in the Annals of Internal Medicine ranked May Harry as one of the nation's top five producers of primary care physicians. May Harry is also a leading producer of African Americans with Ph.D.s in biomedical sciences. In addition to providing quality professional health care education, exemplary patient care, and compassionate community outreach, Mayhari Medical College produces the Journal of Healthcare for the Poor and Underserved, a public health journal. The Enduring Dream, History of Benedict College, 1870-1995 Mariana Davis Benedict College, founded in 1870 by the American Baptist Home Mission Society to Educate Freedmen and Their Descendants, was originally called Benedict Institute. It was named for Stephen and Bathsheba Benedict of Rhode Island, whose bequest created the school. Mrs. Benedict donated money to buy land in Columbia for it. The institute was chartered as Benedict College in 1894. Its early presidents were all white Baptist ministers from the North. 
As Benedict College's first black president, Dr. Starks created an atmosphere for cooperation between Benedict and Allen University. Under his leadership, Benedict served as a legitimizing meeting space. Dr. J.J. Starks worked with Levi Bird to facilitate the first state meeting of the South Carolina Conference of NAACP, held in the Library of Benedict College on November 10, 1939, over the objections of Columbia NAACP leader James Hinton. Allowing the meeting to take place at Benedict College provided legitimacy to the fledgling organization. Starks Theological Seminary Starks School of Theology at Benedict College was the seedbed for numerous individuals who participated in the civil rights movement in Columbia, and in social change, including student activist David Carter, Rev. Dr. S. C. Curden, Rev. H. H. Singleton, Rev. Roscoe C. Wilson, and others. Scholars connect these and other early efforts to the critical success of the South Carolina Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s and 70s. Good Samaritan Waverly Hospital, created by merger in 1939. It was later a private residence once more Wiesenska Starks House the Good Samaritan and Waverly Hospitals merged in 1938 and the passing of Dr. J.J. Starks, the Wiesenska Starks House became the Good Samaritan Waverly Hospital Nurses Home. It served in this capacity from 1946 until 1952. The Wiesenska Starks site, Black Nurses, and Women's History Current Good Samaritan Building opened as a licensed hospital and nurse training facility. In September of 1952, serving as a much-needed medical facility as well as Columbia's first purpose-built hospital for blacks. Once the new hospital opened, the Wiesenska Starks House ended its purpose as the nurse's home, but was the residence of a nurse and her family for several decades. The Wiesenska Starks site, Barrett Wiesenska, the Tree of Life Congregation, and Jewish Community Contributions to Civil Rights. Dr. Benjamin Qualls' dentistry practice was location in the square in historic downtown Newberry, South Carolina on the north side of the square at the corner of Boyce Street, where Gentleman's Corner is now, was the residence and store of Aunt Juan Gilbel. Prior to his death in 1842, Gilbel, a native of France, operated a candy store and bar in Newberry. He is also believed to have had the first interracial marriage in town. Walk around the square to the Opera House. During the renovations, the Grand Chandelier in the auditorium was dedicated to the memory of Dr. Julian E. Grant, 1900-1997, a black physician who worked in Newberry for over 40 years. From the square, turn right on Nance Street and right on Harrington Street. Turn left on College Street, Bethlehem Baptist Church. Turn right on Evans Street. On the left is Newberry College. In 1966, Nancy Lou Anderson became the first African-American to attend. Turn right on Lindsay Street. On the left at the corner of Cheek Street is the site of St. Monica's Episcopal Church. St. Luke's Episcopal Church established a mission called St. Luke the Physician which operated a school for African-American children on Lindsay 
Street beginning in 1899. Later the church changed its name to St. Monica and relocated to South Street. The congregation merged with St. Luke's in the 1970s. At the end of the street, turn right on Main Street. On McKibben Street African American businesses in the downtown were located. Along Nance and McKibben Streets between Main and Johnston Streets and along Friend Street from Codwell Street west to the railroad tracks. A brick building which is no longer standing occupied the space between the two existing buildings on the right, it would have been address number 1179. That building housed F.B. Pratt Funeral Home, established in 1929, and Singleton's Drug Store on the ground floor with Dr. Grants and Dr. Benjamin Qualls, a dentist working here from 1923 to 1955, offices upstairs. Knowledge about dentists a person qualified to treat the diseases and Conditions that affect the teeth and gums, especially the repair and extraction of teeth and the insertion of artificial ones. Synonyms Dental Surgeon, Orthodontist, Periodontist All dentists in the U.S. must graduate from high school and complete required courses such as general biology, general chemistry, organic chemistry, physics, and statistics, calculus. While nearly all dental schools require at least a bachelor's degree, four years of college coursework, a select few may consider admitting exceptional students after only three years of college. General training, a licensed dentist can carry out most dental treatments, such as professional teeth cleaning, restorative, dental restorations, crowns, bridges, orthodontics, braces, prosthodontic, dentures. Crown slash bridge, entodontic, root canal, therapy, periodontal, gum, therapy, and oral surgery, extraction of teeth, as well as performing examinations, taking radiographs, x-rays, and diagnosis. Additionally, dentists can further engage in oral surgery procedures such as dental implant placement. Dentists can also prescribe medications such as antibiotics fluorides, painkillers, local anesthetics, sedatives, hypnotics and any other medication that serve in the treatment of the various conditions that arise in the head and neck. Dentists need to take additional qualifications or training to carry out more complex procedures such as general anesthesia, oral and maxillofacial surgery, and implants. While many oral diseases are unique and self-limiting, Poor conditions in the oral cavity can lead to poor general health and vice versa. Conditions in the oral cavity may be indicative of systemic diseases, such as osteoporosis, diabetes, AIDS, different blood diseases including malignancies and lymphoma. Public health dentistry, dental specialty concerned primarily with prevention of dental decay and of periodontal disease, disease of the tissues surrounding the teeth. Public health dentistry is practiced generally through governmentally sponsored programs, which are for the most part directed toward public school children in the belief that their education in oral hygiene is the best way to reach the general public. On a larger scale, public health dentistry has been concerned with the 
improvement of oral health in large populations. Thus, the fluoridation of municipal water supplies in the mid-1940s resulted from research studies conducted by the U.S. Public Health Service. Dr. Benjamin Qualls' community service was a non-paying job by performed by him or a group of people for the benefit of the public or its institutions. Performing community service is not the same as volunteering, since it is not always performed on a voluntary basis. It may be performed for a variety of reasons. It may be required by a government as a part of citizenship requirements. Generally in lieu of military service, it may be required as a substitution of, or in addition to, other services when performed for this reason it may also be referred to as community payback. Community service is work done by a person or group of people that benefits others. It is often done near the area where you live, so your own community reaps the benefits of your work. You do not get paid to perform community service, are given to volunteers. Community service can help any group of people in need, children, senior citizens, people with disabilities, English language learners, and more. It can also help such people as those at a shelter, and it can be used to improve places, such as a local park, historic building, or scenic area as well. Community service is often organized through a local group, such as a place of worship, school, or nonprofit organization. What are the benefits of community service? There are many benefits of participating in community service, and some of the most important ones have the opportunity to help others. This is often the most important benefit of community service. Participating in it gives you the opportunity to know that you are improving someone's life and making your community better, and you get to see the direct impact of your work. Qualls Dental Health is our way of honoring Dr. Benjamin Qualls, research company that are helping to transform dentistry into a life sciences epicenter. The work we do is essential for the development of our community and for the success of healthcare, a leading global provider of dentistry for research and development services dedicated to conducting basic research to advance the understanding of human disease and the improvement of human health. Dentist visits percent of children aged 217 with a dental visit in the past year, 83.0% of adults aged 1864 with a dental visit in the past year, 62.0% of adults aged 65 and over with a dental visit in the past year, 62.4%. Nationwide research community that can be activated for both technology and quantitative research. A community offers clients immediate access to a highly engaged, continually updated, carefully curated and selectively information used to respondent population for wide-ranging general research or for more specialized studies. The depth of dental healthcare for the population makes it an ideal general market research or for any number of specialized target patients, including seniors. Healthcare consumers, households, household decision makers. Our general health is also at risk too. As studies continue to associate poor oral health to serious health problems, 
such as diabetes, heart disease, strokes, premature births and other major conditions.